0: We are continuing in our uh, Imperfect Together series this morning with a passage in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 to 21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Cindy. Well, good morning, everybody. Boy, it's good to be here. Happy third birthday. Isn't uh, today just a fun day? For those of you guys who've been here for a little while, uh, God has just been doing so much in the life of this church over the last three years, and, and, and before that even. And today is all about celebrating who he is and how good he is and how good he has been to us. In fact, I just want to share a few words and get back to singing and get out there and eat that you know chocolate thing, whatever we're going to be doing. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Because uh, today is all about how, God, how, how good God is and how he has been good to us as a church. Let me, let me read again this great verse that I think just captures it all, what we, what we hope to be about. Not just today as we celebrate who he is, but just every day. Uh, to him, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. It is good and right to take some time to reflect on and remember how good God is and how good he has been to us as a church If there has been a theme of the life of this church, it has been the theme of God moving. It has been the theme of God working and doing uh, His thing and not we ours. Uh, You know, we can come up with all these plans, all these strategies. We've had a team that's been in place from the earliest of days. You know, we put our minds together, put our hearts together. We thought, okay, let's go out and let's do this. And I think God certainly works through plans, works through strategies. But really, when you look back over all the stories of the life of Current, uh, you know, as good as those strategies or plans may or may not be, it's really just been an exercise of watching God show up and do his thing. So I just want to celebrate a little bit today, share some stories, understand, uh, let the this, this scripture just kind of uh, uh, be over us today, and then get out there and celebrate as we continue uh, to, uh, today saying thank you to all, all of uh, what God has been doing uh, for us. Uh, so here we see in this text that God is just unbelievably good. He's been unbelievably good to us as a church. To him be glory in the church. Uh, last week, if you were here, you got to meet one of our, our visiting partner's lead pastors, um, a guy named uh, Pastor Glenn Stone from Marbury Church out in East Texas. And it was really fun to kind of spend time with him and hear kind of his reflections on what he saw after he visited um, he said a lot of really encouraging things, things that we could learn from, and, and I was just leaning in because he mentioned from the stage last week that he has been a part of helping 22 church startups happen across the U.S., a number of which have been here in the Bay Area, and so you could imagine as he was reflecting on what he's seeing here, I was just like, I especially wanted to hear, what are you seeing? What are you excited about? What, is, what do you see God doing? And he said a number of things, but one of the things that he just kept talking about, especially when he first arrived, was, oh my goodness, this space is so amazing, He said, I know many church planters who would give an arm and a leg to have this space. By the way, I know that's true. I have some friends uh, who, they wouldn't give arms and legs. (laughs) Uh, spiritually. (laughs) I have two friends who are in the area, one is in San Jose, uh, the other in Campbell, who've started church about uh, two and a half years ago, two years ago, uh, respectively. One meets in a hotel room there in San Jose that every time the Sharks have a weekend game and the visiting team happens to choose to stay at that hotel where they hold church, they have to do church elsewhere. And they are only given usually a couple of days to figure it out. So it's a great space, but are, could you imagine? I'm just thinking, I'm just feeling what the team, the Sunday teams are feeling in that moment. Like, could you imagine, like, trying to figure out what to do on such short notice? Uh, that's been their scenario. They've had to change a lot of times, and that's, that's been challenging. Uh, my other buddy who planted two and a half years ago down in Campbell, over the life of their two and a half years as a church, they have already had to move three times. They've had to change locations three times whether it was because of residents in the area saying you're too loud, we don't want you here, or whether it's the city officials saying we don't want you here for, for various reasons. Now God's taking care of each of those guys and those are, those are great space, but it's just a reminder of, oh my goodness, we can easily take for granted this space and how God has been good to us here. And I realized as I was telling Pastor Glenn the story of how we ended up in this space that actually many, if not most of you don't know the story of how we ended up here. And it's a story of God just deciding to work in spite of us. When we first started Current back in September 2015, now when I say start, I mean gathered as a little group of about 11 of us in a living room. Okay, so we hadn't launched yet; we were looking a year out to launch. Then and there was about 11 of us, all sitting in this in this little living room, just trying to figure out what this is going to look like, dreaming what 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 if what 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 could this church look like? God, what are you going to do? Um, a few months in, we we moved into a a youth room facility, which is uh, because we outgrew that living room space, which is another God story in itself to be able to have that space because facilities don't grow on trees here in the Silicon Valley, as you, as you know. So we were in that youth space for a little while. And then we were looking down the road, seeing that we were going to launch. Okay, We were going to start meeting regularly, uh, which is obviously the date that we celebrate today when we launched back in September 2016. So a team of us got together and was like, okay, we need space. How are we going to figure this out? I remember there was about six or eight of us around a dining room table. Uh, one had brought uh, you know, a, a six-pack of beer, so we had beers in hand. And we, were, we just laid it all out there. Like, okay, you know, what are the specs we're looking for in terms of auditorium space? How big does it need to be? This is what we're thinking about. This is how many chairs that probably need to fit in this space. We talked about budget. Like, okay, what are our parameters there? We talked about location. What part of Mountain View are we shooting for? So we went through that whole list, and the conclusion of the group was, okay, this is going to be fun. We're going we're gonna to go out and try to figure this out. But this is going to be really hard. Based on all the stuff we just talked about, it's going to be basically impossible to find a spot. But I guess God is the God of impossible, so let's, let's go for this. So we all divvied up different locations we were going to look at, and you know we were going to schools and talking to the administration, to see if we could rent those spaces. We went to movie theaters, trying to figure out if that could work. One team member went to a couple of bars and clubs. Um, we were like, oh, can we put the kids behind the bar? Like... The running joke, too, was, like, hey, on Sundays we did communion, we'd have wine right there. So we just figure that out. And we're like, no, it wouldn't quite work, uh, not because of the idea of meeting in a bar, but just because it logistically didn't work. Um, so we, we, just, so we, we came back and we gathered, and we were like, okay, everyone's saying no, and there's no space there. This is going to be impossible. <laughs> but God is the God of impossible. So let's just keep praying. Let's just keep looking. And meanwhile, I was having a little bit of an anxiety attack, <laughs> testing, testing my faith. But we're like, okay, we'll, we'll see what God does. Um, it was about that time that we threw uh, one of our first outreach events as a church. We did back, back then in that, on that Thanksgiving, we did a Friendsgiving where this little tiny, you know, church-to-be was like, let's we just want to hang out in the community, bring our friends, coworkers into a space, and just throw a party, let them know about the church, but really just build relationships. And so we threw Friendsgiving at the historic Adobe building. Those of you guys who know Mountain View you, uh, well. Do you guys know at the bottom of Castro there's that historic Adobe site? It's a, it's a beautiful building. Um, it's you know this brick brick r- r- uh, uh, w- old wood. It's just a great looking building from the outside. We're in there hanging out. It's probably a third of the size of this room, and the group was like, "Can we make this space work? Like, how can we make this space work? Can we rent this. It had zero parking, so that was that was problematic. It had no other building, so it was just this one small room. We're like, where do we put the kids? Uh, the fun, fun part about this story is we were walking around, there was one adjacent building that happened to be a tool shed. And uh, so I'm not making this up. There were, like, sharp, you know, tools in there, <laughs> saws, you know, hammers, nails lying around. And the team was all, can we put the kids in here? There's a, there's a, there's a theme I'm realizing that we were just going to put our kids someplace either behind a bar or in a tool shed. <laughs> Thankfully, there was a parent on the team who was like, yeah, we probably shouldn't put the kids in the tool shed. So we were outside. We were like, there's this great lawn area. What if we put up, you know, it's California. It only rains a few weeks. Could we just put them out there and hope for the best? So we were just desperate, okay? But it was at this event, this outreach, mind you, that a guy overheard us talking, somebody who wasn't on our team. Turns out it was the guy who was there kind of watching the space, letting us in and use the facility, who also so happened to be the person who coordinated all the rentals for all the city of Mountain View. And so he heard us having these conversations. He's like, guys, guys. First of all, he probably thought we were weird talking about kid's space in the, in the saw room. But anyways, he was like, guys, guys, if you like this space, you should check out the senior center. And I remember thinking in that moment, I don't, I don't know if I want to go in the senior center. I don't the team was like, yeah, because we're just so desperate. But I'm like, I've served in senior center ministry. I've done that. It's going to smell. I'm, try- I'm not trying to be all. I'm just letting you know on the inside. I was like, no. Some of you probably thought that when you came, you heard it as a senior center. Like, what is it kind of building to be? So we were like, okay, we're check- we'll check it out. We're, we're-, we're desperate here. So we-, we came, and I will never forget walking in through those doors right here into the auditorium and hearing audibly the team go, ooh. <laughs> You know that scene in Toy Story when the little green guys are like, the Great Claw, moo, the Great the Claw. Uh, that's what we were like. And so, Whoa, it's actually legitimate space. And the guy's like, yeah, people like throw weddings in here. And, you know, and he's like, you know why nobody's renting this spot, which is kind of the deal. I mean, there's a lot of great spots in Mountain View, but none of them are available. Or none of them are within the shot of, of possible. He said, you want to know why this space is available? Like, yeah, tell us. Because it has the word senior in it. And I'll tell you, in that moment, I was cut to the heart. I was like, okay, God, I I get the message. I get the message. You're building your church. This is you doing it. And then I've thought about that since then. Like, how do we end up in this space at God's doing, at his work, by the way, through an outreach event of us just saying, hey, let's just be out in the community. It wasn't us saying, hey, we've got to find a spot. Hey, we found the spot. Let's vet it, and it's all great. No, it just fell into our laps. God just put us here. And then what was really fun is we were walking around, and if you've ever been back there, parents, you know, back in the kids' space, there's this wing that we have that's, u- that's, that's used for all the kids' space. There's like three-plus big rooms back there, and everybody's like, the team's like, hey, we could put our kids back here. They'd fit back here. And I'll be real with you. In that moment, I was like, man, it'll be forever until we need a wing for the kids' space. I was thinking about just this room back here. That'd probably be enough. And we had some kids at that point, but like a wing, multiple rooms. Those of you guys who are serving back there, you know where this go is going, we are now busting at the seams back there, by God's grace. God, the ministry, the wing is not big enough for our kids. I think we had like, something some, like like 50 kids or so back there. We have, we have, you know, we're now using this uh, dance room back there. It's all, you know, mirrors for the for the nurses who made it nice, just in case you're wondering. But it's just, it's, 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 we're we're having to use everything and get get creative. Why? Because God's moving in ways just so much greater than we could have ever planned for or hoped. It's just been a wonderful journey. And we say today, as we want to say every day, to him be glory in the church. I remember early on, we were meeting in the uh, living room space with those 11 adults. And uh, we were praying, and we were like, hey, let's pray big prayers because God's a God of big, big, big things. Let's, let's pray big prayers. And I remember one person praying in that time, God, would you would you bring just one this year? just Just one person to put their faith in Jesus. And I remember thinking, that's a big prayer. Because we live in an area, which if you do your research, I mean, different studies show different things. I mean, the, you got to look at the, the, the aggregate. But basically, if you look at some studies, within a 10-mile radius of where we sit right now, right here in the senior center, this zip code at least, it is about 2 to 2.5% two gospel-believing Christian, the population. So 2 25 which let's, let's put that in perspective. If you've grown up in the church, you've probably had missionaries get on the stage and say, hey, we need to send a people to this part of the world because it's only two, two and a half percent Christian. Um, that's where we live. And by the way, it's, this area is known for not being super receptive towards Christianity. So when this person prayed this prayer, I was like, Lord, one person put their faith in Jesus? That would be amazing. That would be miraculous. God, yes, please do that and help my unbelief. Friends, I... It's not about numbers. It's, it's all about God working in spite of ourselves. But We get to share and celebrate today that we've seen several dozens of people put their faith in Jesus since the beginning and since that prayer. Yeah, yeah. God has been so good. Yes, give me a hand. Some friends uh, who have literally been described... Uh, before we met them, as anti-church, against church, which is so much a part of the vision to be a church where people who have never experienced church or have had a bad experience with church can come and see who Jesus is, taste and see who he is. And to see that happening, we say, say, to him be glory in the church. Um, This last week, we kicked off groups, which, uh, incidentally, if if you're not in a group, I encourage you to get into groups. Again, they've just started, so it's still a great time to jump in and get, get into community um, it's, it's exciting to see those groups having multiplied over the years, and by the way, needing to multiply even. Even looking at this year and in the season ahead, which is really fun. So, so, check one out if you haven't already. But our Alpha group got kicked off this week, which has just been really fun. It got off to a great start. I love this Alpha team and this Alpha group. Um, the, the people already, their stories as we get to know each other, their perspective, all that the group is bringing to this conversation. Uh, this group that's all about creating a safe place to ask questions about the Christian faith. It's been so fun. Well, one of the questions we asked that week at our, at our kickoff uh, 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 group is, was, hey, what brought you here? Like, why are you attending Alpha? Like, what, 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 what's your story? What, what brought you here? And everybody went around and shared their answers, and it was, again, really fun to hear all those things. And I realized, man, I probably should answer this question, just, you know, and not just say an answer like, well, I'm a pastor and I have to be here, uh, which is not why I'm at Alpha. Um, but I, just, I had a moment. When we were answering that question, I was thinking about what my answer was. I had a moment of like, oh my goodness, how grateful I am to be a part of a church that is making space like this open and available. A space that is saying, hey, come wherever you're at spiritually and ask the questions. Bring your doubts, bring your struggles, and let's have a conversation about it. I love, by the way, to be a part, uh, and I'm so grateful to be a part of a church that this last week had somebody who wanted to come but wasn't able to come because they had their kids that they had to watch, and so there was a couple that very last minute agreed to babysit the kids so so they could come to the group. I just I love being a part of a church that is saying, "Hey, come wherever you're at in your spiritual journey, and we are all journey together as we look to Jesus. To Him be glory in the church." Uh, my mind and heart go to Palm Sunday this year when we held baptisms had five adult uh, baptisms that day. Everybody's sharing their story. It was just so fun. We had our little pop-up portable jacuzzi of a baptismal, which is really fun. Um, and one, a spontaneous baptism, which is, which is fun. Somebody, A lot of us have been praying for a long time, which is really a dirty trick to do it spontaneous like that because we're all crying. And everybody out here, there's a lot of tears out here. And when that happens, I'm like tearing up, so I had to get the water in my eyes. Like, you know, we like, we're just going to keep pushing forward, hearing his story, hearing all the other stories. It was just a wonderful day. And I, I'll never forget, after that, after that service, we were out just kind of hanging out in the courtyard and I had a number of people come up to me independently of each other saying, and this is just Palm Sunday, next week's Easter. And then we held Easter. And by God's grace, that was the first time we had two services, which was really fun. Um, to him be glory in the church. I'm so grateful for the impact in the community God has allowed us to have. And, and beyond the generosity of this church to give above and beyond the regular giving towards a year-end impact, which, by the way, we started within the first three months of that first launch date where we've been just giving for the sake of augmenting our ability to be a blessing into the community and beyond, being able to support ministries and organizations like HomeSpot in Greece. You know, HomeSpot is, a, is an organization out there helping Syrian refugees. Boy, that's a God story. You remember when all when, when all over the news, it was just it was all about immigration and refugee and, and the crisis, and it's still in the news, sadly, in many respects. But do you remember when it was so heightened? We as a church were like, how do we step into that? How do we be a blessing into that? How can we give? How can we serve? What ways can we do it? We have no idea how to do that, but how can we do that? Well, it was about that very time that we met Michalis out there in Greece, and he was serving, helping ref, uh, Syrian refugees. How does that make sense? Greece, Syrian refugees. Well, it just so happens that most... Most of the Syrian refugees were landing right where Michaelis and his team of HomeSpot happened to be. And we just happened to meet him, and he happened to share this right at the time when we're all talking about this, had some funds available for for efforts like these. And so we got to help him as he's helping Syrian refugees, throwing camps, giving out gifts, loving and caring for folks, even down to the the point of helping people get dentist appointments and so on. He's sharing, sharing Jesus with them. Um, that is a God story. Or I love how we've been able to, be, to support ministries and organizations like Foster to the Bay and Freedom House. Freedom House is this ministry trying to help uh, the efforts to fight against human trafficking right here in the Bay Area. And Foster to the Bay is kind of what it sounds like. It's all about bringing churches and families to foster kids. Their whole vision is to not have children waiting in the Bay Area system for parents, would-be parents, but to, have, to flip that and have parents in churches waiting for kids to foster. I love that. And they did the math. They're like, if every church had one family that did that, we could do it. We could do it. That's their vision. By the way, it's been fun that we've had a few in this congregation already fostering, and Foster the Bay has come alongside us. But this week, I learned something that I never realized before. Here are those two ministries, Foster the Bay, Freedom House, and I realized there's actually an interesting connection that I had never considered before. I found out this week that of all the the women in human trafficking in the Bay Area, over 60% have at one time been in the foster system. And that just, that just hit me. And I realized, wow, Foster the Bay is being a part of something upstream. It's not just saying there's this immediate thing that we need to get at. There's, there's this immediate thing that we need to solve for. It's saying, no, how do we get to the very beginning and start to love, care, and serve and I thought, here's God who's brought us to be a part of coincidentally, not coincidentally, these two ministries that in some ways are related and working together for, for much good for the sake of the gospel in the Bay Area. I love and I'm so grateful that we've been, we've been able to support ministries like Project We Hope, so, uh, serving the homeless population in East Palo Alto and around, now, being able to support even, even organizations like Magical Bridge Foundation, which is getting ready to do a park even right here next to us. Um, even as we are not yet self-sustaining, giving generously as, as a way we, we, we mean to go, uh, trying to make a tangible difference, we say today, we say every day, to him be glory in the church. Um, we got to support our first first uh, church plant this week. We've talked a lot about this last week. Pastor Akeem and Jamie Smith, um, they actually launched this last week. It went really well, by the way, those of you guys who were praying. And uh, I found out that one of our uh, one of our... Uh, somebody who's been intimately part of the story here at Current who moved to Oakland has been helping, helped them on lunch day. So how cool is, is that? Um, let's keep praying for storyline. But I could share story after story after, a, a, after story of how God's been moving in these ways, how he's just been building his church and we just say to him be the glory. Uh, We're so thankful for the way he's taking care of us financially, bringing together six, seven church partners, giving so that we could do this, outside friendships and family members who've been giving to Current faithfully. Even as the church, for those who call Current home, start to give more fully, our whole goal is not to become just self-sustaining. Our goal is to, out of an outflowing of what God gives us and who we are, to give and continue to give in even greater ways. But God has just been blessing on that front. One one piece of really fun news that is hot off the press. There's this organization called TBC, Transforming the Bay with Christ. That's an organization you should look at if you're at all interested. But it's a group of gospel believing uh, leaders. Actually, it was started by Pat Gelsinger, who is a Christian and uh, the CEO of VMware, uh, who just said, "Hey, I want to bring churches together and I want to unify the Bay Area so we can make our efforts uh, wider and broader and more effective." Um, so they're bringing churches together, but one of their big visions is to help with church planning. I mean, there's just a real need for more churches, um, at least as they see it, and obviously as, as we see it. But one of the things they've been doing over the last few years, they've only been around for a few years, by the way, is getting together entrepreneurs in the area, different churches in the area, trying to raise funds so that they can help church startups, because church startups, needless to say, need, need uh, help with the, the fundraising and all that sort of thing. Anyways, we applied, we shared our story, vision, values, heart, what God's been up to answered a lot of detailed questions about governance, about our you know, fi- financial sustainability. What we hope to see in the future is just a real intense application. Uh, we, just said we shared any number of things. Out of 35 church startups that applied, only 13 were able to receive funding, but by God's grace, we're one of those churches. And so we're just so thankful for how God is moving in that way. Uh, we were told that the rating system was weighted heavily toward giving grants towards churches they, they feel would have a disproportionate impact in the Bay Area for the years to come. Again, whenever I say any of this, I'm, I'm not sharing this to say, hey, aren't we cool? Isn't current great? The very opposite, in fact, is just to say, thank you, Lord, for who you are and your goodness to us. Um, he's just been working in ways that we just can't, we can't help but see him Do. Um, and, and you know, just as exciting as this forty thousand dollar matching grant, it is, is what it is coming from TBC. Which, by the way, we'll we'll share more about that. And it's a matching grant, which means we have to raise the amount of funds to, to receive that. And we'll we'll share more with you that with about that in the future if you have a heart to give towards that. But as as cool as that is, it's almost more encouraging. I'll, I'll go ahead and say it's actually more encouraging, encouraging that there's leaders out there who care very much about these things. Who are saying, hey, we believe and see God doing in what you're doing. So I hope that's encouraging. We say to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever, amen. Uh, God hasn't just been good to us, he's been unbelievably good to us and is good, and it is good and right to thank him and, and, and praise him for all these things. So we do that today. We do that as we share stories like I have just now. We do that as we go out into the courtyard and we get into conversation, maybe share a few stories there. We say, thank you God for who you are, your goodness, how you're working. You know, before I move on to one more thought, I do want to pause and say, and I think this is what, what Paul is writing here in this text, is also good for us not to just do corporately, but for us to do individually or, even, or in, in our families, whatever it might be, to stop and say, thank you, God, for, for your working. Um, and, and the reason why I think this is important just to stop for a moment to consider is because it's so easy for us, is it not, to just focus on the hard things, to focus on the challenging things? There's hard things. There's a lot of challenging things. But there's a lot of things that God is just so good to us in. We just need to stop and say to him, be glory. Um, so we'll, get, we'll look for opportunities to do that, maybe even this week uh, in, our, in, our, in our current groups. It'd be good to do that. So thought number one, I'm just going to do one more. Thought number one is God is, he has been unbelievably good to us. The second thought is, and the best is yet to come. Um, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more, then we all, than we all, we all ask or imagine, according to His power that is work within us. I love this about Paul. He was a very scholarly, scholarly dude. Okay, he was really good with the Greek language, um, but here he doesn't have a word to choose from to describe what he's trying to describe. He has to literally make up a word. Okay, it's like you can't use enormous. He has to say ginormous. Right? It's just like. He has to make up a word. And actually, the, uh, I was reading one commentator. He says, Paul was a man of super superlatives. Um, what he's saying here, like when he says immeasurably more, it's, it's two words in the Greek language that he's, he's joining together. The word abundantly, abundance, and the word hyper or super. So he's saying super abundantly. In other words, you can read this as now to him who is able to do super abundantly, it's like super duper more than we could ever hope or imagine. That's the, he's saying the best is yet to come. And by the way, even if current were to fold tomorrow, which obviously we don't pray for, but even if current were to fold tomorrow, the best is yet to come. God is moving. And the crazy thing about this is he's inviting us into do this with him. He wants to do this in us and through us according to his power that is at work within us. He's able to do immeasurably more than what we could ask or imagine. You know what he's saying? He's saying pray big. He's saying trust big. He's saying expect big. Big, which incidentally is one of our values. We want to be expectant. We, want to, we, we follow a God who wants to do and can do big things. So let's humbly and with his help join him in that, be, being expectant to see him move. Uh, let's do our part to follow him and trust him by faith. You know, just to get our minds thinking about this, I want to I give you some ideas specifically what we can be thinking about praying for in this next season. Um, Let's be praying, for instance, that he will expand our care ministry. Let's be praying that he will expand our ministry in the community. Let's be praying that more people will come to know Jesus. Let's be praying that more will, be, will decide to be baptized, that more barriers, barriers will be broken down. Let's pray that the Lord would help us into two services, or whatever it might be, in current and in other gospel-believing churches in the area. Let's, let's, let's be asking God to do inconceivably more. And again, I just said, here are some ideas to like get, get us thinking. But by very definition, Paul is saying, and we can't even think of what we should even be asking. Let's, let's not even limit ourselves. Let's just be thinking about in bigger ways how God can move in current and, and beyond. Um, here's another specific prayer that uh, I'd love, love to share with you, the prayer that we've been praying from the very beginning. That I'd love to invite you to pray along with us. It's the prayer, well, it's a thought Behind prayer behind the thought of Luke 10.2. It won't be on your board, I apologize, but you can write it down, Luke 10.2. Uh, I wonder if you would pray this with us, even as this, you might be an answer to this prayer, but Luke 10.2 says, Jesus said, the, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send workers into the field. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into the field. Uh, would you pray this with us? Would you join us in this? Maybe you're a direct answer to this prayer. One of the awesome things about the life of current is we've, we've always had this, this great problem of needing to continue to expand and multiply. We don't take this for granted because when I say problem, you know, I don't want to like make light of it, but there are challenges involved. We need to multiply. We need, we need leaders. We need people who are saying, you know, I want to serve. I want to I be a part of this in order to continue to keep in step with what God is doing. We need to be praying for this, Jesus said even as you might be an answer to this prayer. Uh, Would you join us serving, building others up relationally, giving financially? Would you join us? The water is warm. Uh, There's nothing more worthwhile, we believe. There's no greater return on investment, so to speak, than to commit ourselves to the work in the church. Does that mean there aren't other ways that we can serve him? Of Of course it doesn't mean that. But in the church, It says, to him be glory in the church. What is this ROI? How does this work? When I was studying, uh, uh, doing my undergraduate work at Cal, I studied political science, which I really enjoyed in in good part because it was just fascinating. I found the, the subject matter really interesting. It was really fun, and yet at the same time, it was really depressing because you don't have to study politics to see that it's just, man, there's a lot to be depressed about. Um, and what I basically came to the conclusion about was that in politics is essentially the world's solutions to the world's problems, right? Uh, you know, what politics is, is all about. I mean, this is obviously a, a very, um, for, you know, this is, uh, this is a simplification thought. But politics in many ways is about, you know, better policies, better education, better law enforcement, and wh- what have you. Um, but if you read the news or if you study politics, it's, it's really depressing. And by the way, that's when we as the United States of Americans, have a great system behind our politics. Now, here's the spirit in which I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to say the U.S. government is a great system. I'm just saying a lot of people out there studying all of these and all the systems around the world, the U.S. system has actually a really good system. And yet it's still just all kinds of funky, as we all know. Um, That, by the way, is in part because our founding fathers had the intuition to say, you know what, let's build the system on checks and balances. Why? Because no matter what direction people take it in, they're going to take it in a way that they need to be checked. There needs to be balances. And, of course, a lot of the problems today we're, we're having is because some of those checks and balances are uh, coming into question. All right, this is not a political science uh, conversation or, or lecture. But you get the point. Um, the world solutions are world problems. And that was depressing me. We need good people in politics serving in, in all these various areas. We absolutely do. That was depressing me, but then a couple blocks down the street in this little church in Berkeley, by the way, a church startup, church plant, was all about what seems to me God's solutions to the world's problems in Jesus. That is, in in this local broken church, God was doing an amazing work in people's lives, and I saw that and I said, you know what, I want my life to be about that. Seeing people, I mean, you know Berkeley, right? Berkeley's not known for being super receptive towards Christianity. Seeing people, Berkeley people in all their Berkeley glory. um, I love Berkeley, hear me. Um, You know, arguing about Christianity, just like all that sort of thing, come to know Jesus. Why? Because they finally saw him for who he was. Putting their faith in him. Some of my buddies, even living in parts of the world where they can't tell you where they live because their, their lives are in danger. These are people who are arguing against Christianity, now putting their lives at stake, living in parts of the world, serving orphanages, telling people about Jesus. Uh, we were right across the street from People's Park, which is a homeless encampment in Berkeley, and we saw tons of life change in, in the homeless population, talking about coming out of addiction, all that sort of thing. We saw just tons of life change and just On the surface, that's amazing, but then to think about it on the eternal level of what God was doing at work in the church, I said, I want my life to be about that, and that's really what this all comes down to, is it says, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus, through all generations, forever and ever, amen. This is what we're all about at Current. We're about Jesus. We're about the person and the work of Jesus, the good news or the gospel of Jesus, that he came to live the life that we couldn't live, and he died the death that we all deserve. He came to do which deep down in our spirits we know we ought to do but can't do. And he died so it's such that he give us forgiveness, life in his name, a restored relationship with God the Father, which if you're here today and you don't identify as a follower of Jesus, this is the thing we'd want you to hear most, more than anything else today. Even more than having fun with the the chocolate, although we hope you have that too, is to hear that Jesus loves you, that God the Father sent his son to die for you, and you can receive what he has done for you by believing on his name. And if you are a follower of Jesus, this is what he calls us into. This is is what it's all about, to just give him glory and to help serve others and join him in that work. And what he says is he wants to do immeasurably more than we could even ask for or imagine according to his work within us. This series is called Imperfect Together. We are imperfect people. We are imperfect people serving a perfect God with his perfect love that he wants to display display precisely through our imperfection. And so we do that as best we can, pointing people to Jesus for his glory and with, with his working in their hearts. So would you join us in this, in thanking God first and foremost? for who he is and what he's done in the life of the church. And would you join us? Would you consider joining us in in praying and also being a part of the team uh, to see at God's working? we hope, we pray, him doing immeasurably more than we can hope or imagine? Uh, Let me read this verse one more time, and we will close as the band uh, uh, leads us in worship, and then we go uh, enjoy time together. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray. Father, as we celebrate our third birthday and we just are in awe of the different things that you're doing, uh, we say today, really want to say every day, it's because of your goodness to us. It's because of your working. We thank you for doing immeasurably more than we could have hoped or imagined, or even had the guts or faith to ask in the beginning. We thank you. We give you praise. And Father, we ask here and today, would you do even more? And by the way, not just at current, of course, we'd love to see that happen in and through us here, but for all the gospel believing churches in the area and beyond. Father, we long to see your kingdom come, your will be done. Or would you help many more into the faith this year? Would this year be even more? It would be even more exciting stories to share. Lord, would you give us even more ability to serve the community and, have, and steward more resources toward that effect. Father, would you build us up, with, Father, with those who are hurting right now, maybe they're facing really hard situations in their lives. Lord, would you, would you redeem those hard situations? Would you build them up, bring them out? And I pray that you, would, you wouldn't just do so in order for their benefit, though I, I do pray that, but I pray that you would bring them out such that they could help others who go through hard things. Lord, we are imperfect people loved by a perfect God, and we just say thank you. What kind of God is this that you, you sent your Son to die for us? To you be the glory of the church in Christ Jesus for all generations, forever and